What we do here is go back, 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 back. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's, where I get a chance to sit down with fascinating folks from all walks of life to talk to them about where they are now, how they got there, and some of the challenges they've had to overcome along the way. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. I am here with, I, I'm, I'm going to start this by doing a little Alex Trebek. I just asked my uh, interviewee how to properly pronounce his last name. It is Drago Shumanya, right? But I was going to say uh, Sumanja, which is the Americanized version that he gets. Um, thank you for agreeing to sit down with me. It's thank exciting. You. It's an honor. Thank you very much. And, Thanks uh, Yeah. And... Um, I apologize in advance if there's any bounce in the sound today. We are in uh, Pete Canerco's studio. A little shout out to Pete Canerco. If anybody has seen the podcast cover, that is courtesy of an amazing photographer, Pete Canerco. I will uh, convince him at some point to be on this show as well. Uh, he's a great guy to talk to, and he is the common denominator between Drago and I and uh I actually came over to where are we Eagle Rock we're in yeah Eagle Rock Eagle Rock this is the east side these people are way more hip than I am um and uh I came over here to do this photo shoot and I was all excited about the podcast and I told Pete and um he seemed like he was into it and you know you never know he seemed sincere but then I left, and about 15 minutes later, he called, and he goes, dude, I got the guy for you. I've known him for 20 years, and uh, the story is you were in Locarno at the film festival with your new film, Lucky. That's right. Uh, which, by the way, this is the only time so far that I have scheduled a release date for an episode of 10,000 No's before even having the interview, so hopefully... Everybody is getting this on September 29th, which is the release date, the theatrical release date of Lucky, which Drago wrote. Co-wrote. Co-wrote. Who was your co-writer? Logan, Logan Sparks. Logan, Logan Sparks. Sparks. And, um, and it's been making a big splash, and Pete thought it would be great for me to talk to Drago. Uh, the other thing he said about you was he said, I've known him for 20 years, great guy. This movie is making a big splash. He made this... He told me about character, your documentary film, which you made in 2007 or no? Uh, 2009. 2009, which I heard about back then and never watched until you gave me the copy I watched to prepare for this. Thanks. Um, and, and what he said was, you know, he's got this film. It's getting all this, this press and, and great attention. And he's still is bartending sometimes to, to, to all the know, time, all the time. So, which I relate to because I bartended for, I bartended for 10 years. I did Sopranos. I thought I was done. Yeah. I thought I'm out. Yeah. And then I went back to it. And, um, and it's Pete just <laughs> excuse the traffic as well on, <laughs> on Eagle Rock Boulevard. Uh, Pete just thought that the, you know, you kind of, exemplified the, the, the epitome of what I'm going after here, which is, you know, you, you look at this, uh, here it is. Someone's, you were just telling me about the Locarno film festival. Yeah. Uh, give, give everybody that description you just gave me. Well, um, yeah, for those of you, uh, have never heard of Locarno or, um, it's in Switzerland. It's, uh, it just turned, the festival turned 70 this year, uh, along with Cannes, as did Cannes. Uh, so Locarno, I think it's either the third or fourth oldest festival in the country. Um, in the, in the, I think the oldest film festival. In the world. In, 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 in excuse the world. me, in the world. I think the oldest film festival is Venice, I believe. I think there's 74, 75 years wow. going on, maybe even more. Um, anyway, Locarno... Uh, beautiful part of the world, amazing experience. Uh, they screen all of their uh, their uh, main uh, films, like featured sort of uh, premiere films uh, in the piazza, which is ba- basically the, the, the town square. Yeah. 
uh, and it's something I'm. It, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but I, I really I think it's something like six to eight thousand people sitting all together watching a film. Uh, uh, it, it's just uh, what a you know. Beautiful, and you said you could hear a pin drop. You can hear a pin drop. I mean, everyone's so respectful, you know. Uh, and the picture quality the, was great. Yeah, even the picture it's quality, it's amazing. You you couldn't you, know, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You would not know. I mean, it's. Arguably one of the you know greatest movie going experiences I've you know just yeah such a such a that's, um, a that's one of those rare in a lifetime that you will have a film that you co-wrote that's being seen by all those people at yeah, once in such a prestigious yeah and let me let me say that our film uh, wasn't uh, didn't screen in that piazza we screened in another theater which. Uh, not too shabby, but you know, uh, like 3,500 people wow. at one time. So, so there's two major venues that the one outdoors that I mentioned, and then the other yeah. venue, indoor venue. Uh, but still, I mean, 3,034. I mean, yeah, and it's so cool too when you do. I just experienced this this past winter uh, at uh, Sundance in the Eccles Theater. I don't know if you've seen anything there, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's they they put the, I don't even know what it normally is. It's not a movie theater. I don't know if it's just a theater theater or what. Um, but it's it's their biggest venue for Sundance Film Festival and uh, Wind River. We we were there at like the nine o'clock on a Saturday night slot, and um, it was packed. And what's great about it is it's just everybody is. It, you feel like everybody's cheering for the movie to yeah. do well. So yeah. there's a, a lot of goodwill sure. at these festivals. It's a it's a cool way to watch something that you're a part of, yeah, and and um, but, and the the reason I bring that up because it sounds, you know, if you're listening and I feel like if you're a young actor or a young filmmaker or writer listening to this inter- <clears throat> this interview, anyone really, but particularly those those fields, you're going to get a lot out of it that, because the you know there's that which sounds really sexy and like oh man that's so cool and I'm sure people are you know, taking pictures of you and all that stuff. And then, you know, smash cut to your bartending. <laughs> you know, it's like, give me a vodka tonic and, uh, you know, get a, a butt on tap and whatever. And that's the dichotomy of uh, a career in the arts, you yeah. know. And um, we also got into, and, and what's so beautiful about it is that you are, you know, if you if you kind of hang in there long enough, you get opportunities like that where you get to be a part of something that you created that sure. that, that can hopefully shake people up and and move the needle a little bit, get people talking. And, yeah. Um, I'd love to get into ask you all about Lucky because I was not able to make that that press screening. Um, but before we get there, uh, could we talk a little bit about your documentary film character? Sure which I told, um, you know, I teach a class as well. And I told everybody, I said, you have to watch, this is required viewing because you captured something in these, these character actors that I, I've, you know, know all of their work. Most people would know all of their work and you capture them really being honest. I mean, it's like fly on the wall, just conversations. Really. Yeah. It's not fancy, yeah. but it's, really gems for actors. Yeah. I mean, the Sidney Pollack stuff and, and the Peter Falk and Dabney Coleman, all of it. Right? Yeah, there's a, there's a... Charles Grodin, who else? Uh, Grodin, Peter Falk... Uh, Harry Sid, Dean Stanton, Harry the lead Dean, of Lucky. Ha- yeah, Harry, Harry uh, Sid Pollack, uh, Grodin, Mark Rydell. Yeah. Um, yeah, the six, I think that was six. Um, yeah, you know, you said... Uh, just a moment ago, uh, that you that you know, but you would hope that most people <laughs> still uh, know who these people are. Yeah. Um, well, even if I, they don't, I think if you lined people up and you put these picture, you put these people's faces in front yeah. of them, if they didn't know the name, I think a lot of people, certainly people in the film industry, would know these actors. They're they're legends in their own right. And uh, but I think even. Anyone would see them and go, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." You know, yeah. you know. I mean, they, they Even were, if they saw Peter Falk and said, "Oh, it's Columbo," you know, it's like that's not what 
your I mean those are all the guys right yeah, those are yeah. the, when you know uh, we're in the same generation I mean those all of those were they feel familiar to you because they're like family members you know yeah. you grew up watching them on TV they were in episodes of like you said Columbo or Matlock or MacGyver or yeah. or whatever the shows that you know you watched as we did um so they felt they, they were always there somewhere yeah. you know, and what I feel guy. like you captured though was that kind of the 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 artist striving for something and not really ever figuring it out and Charles Grodin who I you know I Midnight Run is one of those movies that I just I could watch you could throw it on right now and I'll get sucked in and watch the whole thing to the end but Charles Grodin you know, he had a real bite to him about the business. And I had heard that, that he kind of got out in a way, but it was fascinating hearing his take on everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the a documentary like that, you know, your project is only as good as your subject, right? So yeah. um, fortunately, I had some uh, great, uh, sorry, doing a little microphone. Yeah. You can even that thing there, it, yeah, and you could tighten that. There you go. All right, we'll and be tighten it the other way. This way. Oh no, that's right. Yeah. There you go. Um, so the subject matter, yeah. Each one, uh, each one of those guys is uh, they're complete. They have completely different philosophies than one another, and such uh, such a drastic uh, difference from from their approach, from their backgrounds. Even um, it, it was. Uh, how did you get? How did you get access to people like that? So I, was, I told you earlier. I, I went to Cal Arts. That's, uh, I was in. The, I was a theater kid. I was in the theater program. Uh, graduated, and then I met Dabney Coleman uh, at uh, Dan Tana's restaurant uh, in West Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, one night it was Christmas, and I had walked in there, um, and I was told to go in there because. Uh, a lady that I knew who was Serbian, my, my background, I'm Serbian. And she said, have you ever been to Dantana's? And I said, I never heard of it. I said, well, you should go. Uh, you know, a lot of Hollywood people hang out there and, you know, you go there, you never know, meet somebody. And uh, it says, and, and uh, a, a Serbian guy owns it. I said, oh, okay. So I went in there and uh, met the people there, met Mike, the bartender, grabbed the menu, was looking through the menu and I, 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 the, the entrees are named after certain like celebrities or sports figures. Yeah. And I came across a Dabney Coleman steak. And then I, it hit me because I, I went to school with Randy Coleman, his son, although we were, we weren't really friends. We were acquaintances. Uh, I said, Oh, that's, so then I'd ask Mike, why is it named Dabney? I was like, he's been coming in here for you know, 30 something plus years. And, um, I don't think five, ten minutes later, Dabney walked in. He walked in. Walked in the restaurant. I went over, introduced myself, told him I was a friend of his son's, went to Cal Arts, I was an actor, said sit down. And then just uh, a relationship, sort of friendship, excuse me, uh, grew from that. And uh, I, I would go there, it seemed like from that point, three, four nights a week. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Bless we'll you. have to edit out that yeah. sneeze. It's so loud. Um, three I, or four nights a week. Three or four there. nights a week, I'd go there and talk shop with him. Just talk shop with him, and I, I, I was, uh, I was fortunate just to meet just these people. These um, met everyone from like Don Rickles to George Clooney to Benny. All these crazy, you know, people yeah. that I would never, ever have access yeah. it's to. It's funny you say that because I, I've only been there a couple of times, but I know one of the times we sat next to Magic Johnson. Yeah, it is right. that kind of place yeah. where you can't go in That's there right. and not be seeing, you know, yeah. some giant celebrity. That's right. Yeah. And uh, met Harry. That's how I met Harry. Dabney introduced me to Harry. Harry Dean Stanton. Um, and then that's it. And well, just- you say fortunate, but I would say, yes, fortunate that you were there, maybe fortunate that the uh, he happened to walk in that night. But, but also, it's a testament to your personality that someone starts talking to you and obviously finds you intelligent enough or interesting enough to continue the conversation and then to introduce you to his friends, which is kind of a, an exclusive group. Sure. 
Dabney Coleman's not doing that to someone if he thinks they're, you know, a, a jackass. That, that, <laughs> that is that so, is absolutely true. So so that's a testament to you, and you're, it's not surprising to hear that now, knowing of the other things that you've gotten involved with. Um, yeah. You know, that that's and, and that's, a, again, like, a, you know, just a reminder to people that are maybe younger or earlier in, in um, the arts and the entertainment field is that you, you know, you, you, you don't know where things are coming from, but that's try right. to be a good person and be yeah. curious and be respectful. And, you know, not every time is it going to turn out the way this turned out for you, but yeah. uh, that that that's a possibility. Yeah, and uh, just like this, this podcast, and like the documentary. I mean, uh, uh, we we had many many conversations, uh, Dabney and I, like this at the house late nights. You know, he's the kind of guy that's uh, uh, he's like, come on over, even though it's two thirty in the morning, and let's start watching. You know, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, and then. He'll, you know, we'll watch the movie and he'll start breaking down scenes or he'll pause the movie and he'll talk about acting. And It's incredible. It's like a he, film he, you school. Know, he, he, yeah, he, he uh, I, I owe a lot to him. He, uh, he was like one of my first mentors, mentors, I guess, you know, without without me knowing at that time. You know, and I right. look back and but he was how a, old were you? Early 20s. So I graduated, I was 20, when I graduated, 20, I was 25, 26, so I was 26. And then how, how far after that did you actually go to New York to the Neighborhood Playhouse and interview him and everybody else? So then that was 2006 or seven. we went to the Playhouse, I think, Right around there, two thousand six. Graduated in ninety. I graduated two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Okay, so six years of a really, you know, six years into a friendship. Yeah, and then what? And, so, so I guess what I'm getting at is uh-huh. like a lot of people say, "I'm going to make a documentary, or I'm going to make a film, or you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that." But most of them don't actually do it, let yeah. alone do it and then have it turn out to be something mm-hmm. that's, you know, has you know, here I am, yep. ten years later seeing it for the first time and telling students, you need to go see this, you, you know, how did you, um, we talked a little bit about it before this, mm-hmm. but y- you know, it sounded like it was like ragtag in a way, but in a, in a great way yeah. that you almost didn't know what you were doing and, but that maybe didn't hold you back. Yeah. I, um, I don't remember me saying this, but my friend Hugo does, um, Hugo Armstrong was a, friend of mine and Pete's um, dear friend of mine went to Cal Arts great actor uh, he also um, produced uh, this project with me the character and was actually in Lucky he's also in Lucky um, but we went to Cal Arts together Hugo and I and he Hugo tells a story of how I even talked about back even at Cal Arts of how I we, we'd have a video library where you could go check out movies and stuff and I apparently I'd mentioned a few times to him and other friends of mine saying how come that why doesn't exist a a section where you can you know pull interview watch uh, actors talking about acting there's nothing like that out there and at that time I think just the the that show inside the actor's studio oh, it started Lipton. out yeah and that was great because I remember when it first started not to go off track but I remember that show when it first started I really loved it because it was so raw it was like this I remember it took the, all the interviews were like done in like a little, little lower seat ba- basement low oh you know, yeah ceilings before were low they went, before they yeah before it went big. And, yeah. anyway um so even Hugo reminds me of this I don't remember it but I guess uh, I, I have bits and pieces of memory of me talking about it but I've always thought of something like that I've always had an idea of just want a, a documentary or a, a, just watch to see uh, actors talking about acting. Yeah. So it was almost for you in a, in a, in a way. It's yeah. Just well, it was for and, me in the way that, that, that sort share. of, yeah. And the way the, the kind of birthed the, this, the, the documentary came to be, sorry, I'm rambling guys. I ramble a lot and stutter. I, it came out of just frustration too, you know, uh, being an actor, 
knocking around, going on auditions, trying to get representation over and over and over again. And I think a part of me just, you know, you just get, what, what next? What else can I do? What, what, what can I do? What, and not just what can I do to help advance my career, but what can I do that really sort of speaks to me, that yeah. means something to me, that I feel passionate about, all that stuff. Yeah, that's and, exactly uh, why I'm doing this. Th- and that's, it, it, there you it go. It came from so. frustration. It came from waiting around for a phone to ring, and it came from being curious about people. In, in my instance, it's, it's you know, not just in our field, it's in any field. But, yeah, I can tell already it's pretty young right now, but I, I could just tell that I'm, I'm fired up about it. Yeah. And, and that feeds the work, and that's you know, really cool to hear you say it came from frustration. I think that's, again, 10,000 no's. It's like this stuff doesn't come out of thin air. It comes from going up against a wall and then in figuring out how to go over that wall or around that wall or through that wall, you create whatever it is that's your passion, which is... Yeah, and then you find, uh, uh, you you get over the wall and then you find out, you know, that, that it started... Out of frustration, you climb the wall, you manage to get over the wall, and then you discover, um, hey, you know, I feel like I have a voice as, as a filmmaker, too. Yeah. And then you get excited about something new. Um, and that, that sort of opened my eyes, you know, because... Because I, you didn't go into it thinking I that. never thought... I just thought of myself as an actor. I never thought of myself as... Yeah. A, well, that's the other thing is that putting one foot in front of the other, and if you kind of just do that and don't um, think too much about the product or the end game, right? And you you can have that in mind, but if you if you're really uh, if your heart is in the right place with it, yeah. all of a sudden you pick your head up and look back and go, oh, I was this actor on the other side of the wall. Now I'm here. I'm a filmmaker on this side of the wall. That's and right. now what's next? And then. Um, and so you you went you got it done yep. i mean you ju- so guys he just told me but as we were setting up the microphones here um he he told me that you have how many hours of footage of other actors so we just to quickly sum up so so we i, I continued to I, I got such a we got such a kick out of interviewing do the interviews that decided to keep interviewing actors and I thought of people that again actors that I grew up with and just people that name uh, some oh man uh there was so many Alfred Molina Rudger Hauer John Doe uh Charles Napier LQ Jones Burt Young I mean uh, great Robert Forster I mean they just go on and on and uh so we interviewed about 50 other actors we uh, did all that. And How long of interviews? Hour interviews? About an hour and a half, two yeah. hours yeah. each each interview. So there's about, a, you know, 150 hours laying around somewhere in some hard drive. That's the kind of thing I'd love to get to, uh, like, cinephilia.org. Do you know that site? Yep. It's a yeah, great yeah. site. It'd be great to have someone like that come take your hard drive and go, this is going to be an offshoot of. Sure. You know, because it's a shame yeah. if you have those yeah. interviews and. They don't see the light of day. Yeah, I. Um, but go on. You were. I n- cut you. No, up. no, no, not at all. And so there, there are a bunch of interviews lying around. I, I just, I, you know, for whatever reason, I, you know, time moved on. Um, I don't know. Uh, I often think about it. And I often, I, I often think about doing like a companion piece to character, but I, I um, to doing one with um, women. Um, uh. I, I got a, yeah. I go on record saying I got I got a lot of a lot of uh, uh, bad press, bad <laughs> not bad press, but, but, but a lot of people, people ask, well, where are the women? You know, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I, I'll say in all fairness that originally that I never even thought of it that because the story to me was just Dabney and and his friends and those friends, you know. Who were all uh, guys. Yeah. And then when I went on to interview other actors. You know, I, I don't. I'm a, I'm a guy, and I just those were like That's male influences gravi- that spoke to and I gravitated toward. You know, um, tell me about your your 
background? Where were you? You said San Diego. You grew up. Where were yeah, you born? Man. Are you born in the United States? I was born in the U.S. Are your were your parents born in the United they States? They are no. So yeah, I'm Serbian. So I was born here. First generation born here. Yeah. My uh, my folks were born uh, back in what was Yugoslavia. Um, grew up in. Uh, I, I I was born in Illinois. Then we moved to San Diego, so I grew up in San Diego, basically. Was been, uh, then I moved to L.A. in 96 to oh, go to CalArts. Oh, okay, and so you were like... I yeah. started college late. I was 21 when I started college. Okay. I went to JC for a year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, were, and were your parents into film? No. Or, God, no. no, no. <laughs> God, no. No. Siblings? Do you have anybody that was no, into... No, is, is I'm your, the only, only one. one. Yeah, nobody Nobody I know in my family was what into was the it arts. They, what, what got you into the arts? Well, I don't just, know, man. I think Indian. it's that cliche sort of typical story of when I was a kid. My, you know, I went to the movies and, you know, you went to see a movie. It wasn't any particular movie. It wasn't anything specific like that. But I just remember going to the movies and I have these, you know... I would come home and I'd act out parts of the movie, I guess, you know, without. So there there was never like a significant moment. Yeah. There was, however, a significant moment. I know back when I, in in high school, my last like two years of high school, I I was really kind of a recluse in high school. I didn't really, if if it it wasn't for drama, the drama department, I would have probably not have graduated high school because it wasn't that I was a bad student, just I just... I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It just didn't, it it just wasn't for me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, uh, I met a couple uh, friends uh, in my last two years of high school. And then I remember, um, which is crazy. So this is 96, right? 95, 96. And um, my friend took me to go see... uh, scent of a woman and uh that's that was sort of my first sort of that was a significant moment for me because that's when i started to pacino obviously but um i started to really study and look into like the history of like the actor's studio and oh you can this is there's a craft and like that's that kind of sparked that i never heard of that you know i had never had anybody to yeah so it's through pacino yeah, like yeah. that 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 specific and kind Phil of Hoffman. film. Phil Hoffman's great in that too. He's, right? You know, I, I mean, mean he's a, he was always great. Oh, but they're all great. Yeah. Um, Chris that O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell. I mean, Chris, Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell went to Boston College, where I went. So he was friends with guys that I played lacrosse with. I didn't really know him. I've since worked uh-huh. with him a few times, but uh, I I didn't know him. But that was the thing. My intro to that movie was someone said oh, we're going to see a COD movie I'm like what's a COD movie he said Chris O'Donnell and I'm like who's Chris O'Donnell he's like he goes to school he's friends with such and such or whatever and and I was like okay and I ended up going and seeing and and that was before I was an actor I was like uh yeah um I don't know what year that was sophomore year of college or something but I remember you know really being into the I felt like even though I didn't know him I felt like I had some connection to the kid and I'm like he was acting with Al Pacino right you know it's kind of yeah yeah Pacino uh, I guess for our generation I was Pacino De Niro you know the but but based on that I mean that so you figure from like from years from like 94 to then 97 I started just I started going to all these little independent theater, not these, all these, there's two in San Diego, in San Diego, uh, independent art houses. And then I, however, I even forgot how I even found out what movies were playing. I guess in the paper, that's how we had then. We didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'd go watch these independent art house flicks, you know, Jarmish films and uh, all these things that came out and, uh, then so really, did you go to Cal Arts for visual? Were, were you going there? No, I was a theater. I was in. A, no, I went there. I, I applied the theater, theater school. Yeah, as, yeah. An, as a as a as a um, as an actor, um, and uh, just and that was know, a good experience. There. It was great, man. Yeah. And, you know, I met so you know Pete, Pete and yeah. Hugo, who I mentioned earlier. So uh, all my core friends, all my greatest friends, are my family now. Basically, uh, are all from Cal Arts. Um, um, I you know I do it all over again. Uh, you know, I often even 
my, my they'll, they're all, they'll all tell you this, my friends, but I often think about going for, you know, master's yeah. degree just because I really, I excel in that sort of environment. Uh, um, which is ironic given that you didn't like school back then, which I have many um, actor friends that did not really um, thrive in the traditional school system. And they're extremely intelligent people. Yeah. And I see them as actors and how they just learn in a different way than what was being taught. And now that I have kids, you know, you really start to think about that. You, you start to go, hmm, how are they teaching? And is my child being spoken to in a way that works for them? Mm. Or are they going to find some other way that's going to work? A lot of times it's just, I think, finding the key to someone's curiosity sure because if you're not into a subject you're just not going to learn it yeah and, but that and then i think unfortunately a lot of times that gets mistaken for someone not being intelligent which in a lot of cases couldn't be further from the truth yeah. it's just they weren't excited by the material that's and right then you get them in a different venue and you're saying you want to go back and get your master's and you were someone that didn't like school yeah. you know it's I, I feel like educators i think more so they are um aware of it now and they're they're trying to teach in a in a different way now there's like this core curriculum they're trying to just just come at a different angle sure but it's it is it's so interesting to hear that yeah yeah i mean you'd ask if my folks were in the arts and i, I mean i almost wish they were because i you know even up until i started cal arts i had no idea there were such things as like uh high school for the performing arts. I, I wish I had known about yeah. that, I, you know. I, what did your parents do? Like, do you think you got your work ethic where they, you know, you obviously have a- Work a, ethic, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My, my parents definitely- uh, And and they, Serbians, they, I feel like that's, you know, I'm sure that's a Well, it's just that old- There's like, there's a, like, I always think of Serbian, you're tough and you can grind it out. And yeah, you can, you it's know, that old world mentality. Of like, which would you serve know, you in filmmaking. And then, yeah. you know, no one's going to give you a, a handout or, you know, you got to just figure it out. And, uh, but no, my, my dad's a mechanic. Um, my dad worked at one time, worked for Hewlett Packard as a machinist. My mom worked for Sony Electronics uh, as a, like a line technician, you know, blue collared yeah. work factory workers. Uh, and how do they see their son now going like do they even get like that your film was there and that you have uh you know like you're having a theatrical release and john carroll lynch well, we'll get into i want to hear more yeah about you Lucky. know but do they or is it lost on them yeah, and, it, 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 i don't think that they really quite understand it and they really really haven't understood they don't quite understand the business yeah um i don't you think they understand what really how difficult it is or you know what what this means this whole thing what you're with the lucky and but um <laughs> you know it's the old it's the it's again it's the old country mentality it's like that's great your movies so how much how much money are you making or yeah. are you okay do you is you know, they're just worried you know they're always worried yeah. and uh but you know like uh, hey Hey pops, so the movie's coming out in the theater on September 29th. Okay, you know he doesn't. I, yeah. They don't think they understand. You know, it's yeah. Like, but he'd be he'd be really excited. Will they be there? He, Will they be? I'm gonna try to get them to come. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he'd be really excited if he, you know, if he, I said, "Hey, um, you know, I'm doing a movie with Sylvester Stallone." Really? You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I met Clint Eastwood or something like that. You know, he'd, he'd dig that. But uh, yeah. then, you know, they're not... Uh, it's a, well, I'm sure they appreciate in, it. In, in I, their defense, know. it's a really bizarre business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, not even sure I understand. Yeah, I don't now. know if I... Yeah, I think I'm doing a whole podcast because I don't understand. Uh, I mean... Figure out what the hell I've done. You know, you mentioned yeah. bartending earlier. And I... Yeah. At, the, uh, at, at my, my bartending uh, job, which I'll give a shout out to my... Yeah, my my colleagues and uh, it's called Augustine Wine Bars in Sherman Oaks, and the 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 people there are just lovely, and they've been very supportive of of me and and now this lucky coming out. So I uh, I thank all of them there. Um, but even even there, at bartending, you know, people 
you know, regulars, you know, they, I've told them about the movie coming out. And even they're like, so I guess, guess you're not going to be working here any much longer, huh? Uh, yeah. It's like, man, the perception is just like, no, man, I'm going to be here. Yeah. Believe me, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no. How do you view? Because because I I uh, was behind the stick, as they say, for a long, long time in New York City. Uh, never did it out here, um, but I, I did it in Boston and college, and then I did it in in New York. And um, I mean, it's a it's a great gig at times. It's yeah. so much fun, you know, when you're younger. Yeah. Um, and then there were times when. You know, I would be, I would, I remember being, I think I was like 28 and guys from college were, it was like in, it was in maybe 1998 when Wall Street boom was really happening. And these guys would, that I went to school with were just making all this money and they come into my bar in Midtown on, you know, a Thursday night and I'm pouring them Guinness and going like, <laughs> like what have I decided to do? It's like I, I took a, a vow of poverty without realizing it. Yeah. And, uh, and so there were, there were times when I was bitter about it. There were times, like, you know, I'm interested to hear your relationship to bartending because there were times when I was bitter. Mm-hmm. There were times when I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I met my wife when I was bartending, actually. Um, so that's, you know, kind of cool. Uh, yep. We just had our 15-year anniversary. Oh, congrats. Um, thank you. And, and um, y- you know, how do you, view, how do you view it? Has it, has it fed your writing? Um, like, have people and situations that have happened at the bar found their ways, found their way into Lucky, for example, or other scripts that you've written? Um, I think, uh, yeah, you, you, you know... Uh, or they inspired. I'm sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, you know, you mix the emotions. I mean, you get all of that. All, you know, at times you, you go to work, you're bitter. Time, some nights you're great. You know, again, um, the, the people that I work with are all, uh, you know, unfortunately, everyone's fantastic. Yeah. There's not. I, you know, I had that. I was so lucky. In that's that way important. Too. That's really important. You know. Yeah. Uh, and even the, the days that the nights that are, you know, I'm there and I'm bitter, I'm angry, or I'm like. Man, is this ever gonna pan something pan out? You know, they're always the first ones to be like, it's only temporary. You know, Nick is a guy that I work with, and he's always saying that. You know, you know, don't worry, don't worry. You know, so it's great to have people like that. Um, yeah, uh, and it really means a lot. Um, uh, as far as you know, the regulars that come in and the friends that I've made um, there, they've. Sure, they feel they feel more of just the support, you know. Like, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Keep writing. Keep auditioning. Keep whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but hey, you know, it's a, it's a it's a it's a gig that I mean, what other job could you? You know, there are not many other jobs that are going to allow you flexibility. Yeah, and these it, guys yeah. are great. I mean, you, yeah. you know, that's why you work you a few it. days a week, three four days a week. Yeah. You 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 leave every night with cash in your pocket, and uh, you're not digging ditches. You're not you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. there's nothing to complain about in the end of the day. I mean, some nights you just want to scream at some customers because they're just you know they yeah. feel like. For me, the the worst were the uh, the slow nights when I worked in New York when we first opened. The place was um, my brother was actually ran the place and was one of the owners, and um, the, the place did gangbusters. Yeah, and. A busy night was always great. You'd walk out of there with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It was usually like boom, 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 hustle, hustle. You know, the, the, the time would go by because yeah. it was such volume. And the worst were um, when later on, when after like its total heyday, I would work some slow shifts. The slow shifts could kill you. You know, that's when you're just yeah. sitting there. And then I would try yeah. to... You know, it's all my, it's all mental. Yeah. You try, then you try to, you have a conversation with someone, you're trying to think about it, or you have live music. My cousin used to come, Artie Tobiah used to come play uh, acoustic guitar and yeah. sing. And sometimes I'd get up and sing with him, or you'd, you'd find things to make a night interesting. But it was that, that was the, 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 the killing time aspect of it. Was, and, but it also helped, you know, bartending, uh, you know, it, it also helps that you have something else going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If there if, if there wasn't anything else going, 
I don't know, maybe there'd be, the, you know, the nights of being bitter would outweigh the nights of, like, yeah. hey, everything's great and exactly. don't worry, you know. Exactly. So it all. Well, tell me, tell me how you got, uh, how did Lucky come about? You said you co- Co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. Um, Lucky, how did that come to be? Long story short, uh, my friend Logan Sparks, who uh, he and I co-wrote the script, um, Logan had asked me to come out to Arizona a couple years ago to help him research some documentary that he was working on. And uh, on uh, on the drive back from Arizona to L.A., we're like this. We're just talking about, hey, you know, what are you working on? I don't know. What are you working on? Uh, we had never worked together before, and uh, he was frustrated. I was frustrated. Just you know, just what should what should we be doing next? And uh, he so he he knows Harry as well, but he knows Harry uh, in a in a different way that he he was uh, he'd been Harry's assistant for many years. And in the car, I remember saying, "Man, if I was you, I just." I'd write a script for Harry. It's just something like in a lead role, something like along the lines of like a la Paris, Texas. Yeah. I know, just something that features Harry for Harry and, you know, do something like that. Yeah. And then uh, we kept driving and a couple ideas. We threw some ideas at one another about what that might be, something. And something kind of just sparked and... Uh, we came home, and then the next day we decided that we'd meet every day religiously from 12 to 1. Sorry, 11 to 1. Um, five days a week, and we did every day. Five days a week, 11 to 1, that was the thing. I come back home, get ready and go to work, and we repeat. And we met for, I think it was maybe three months it took us to write the script. And that's not, that's interesting that you only met for two hours a day. Yeah. I mean, it's But just, it's smart, really, because I think that builds in a certain amount of like, let's come back tomorrow. I can't wait to come back tomorrow. Sometimes yeah. if you go bananas right off the you, top, you exhaustious, burn yourself out. Yeah, yeah, you burn yourself out. And uh, But we stuck to it. Even if we, I mean, there were days, believe me, there were days that we got together and we sit there and talk about other things, not, you know, just because we were, we didn't. We were just stuck, you know. But anyway, about three months went by. We had a script. And then we, uh, you know, as we were writing the script, we wrote certain parts for certain people that we knew. And then once we'd finished, we then, like, all right, now it's time, you know, now it's time to call in some favors and call the people we know and say, hey, we've got something. We'd like you to do it. So in turn, we did, and we, we called up, you know, Logan talked to Harry, got him to say yes, and we got uh, John Lynch to come. John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, right? I worked so, with him, uh, yeah. and he. I've always thought his work as an actor was so. He's so dropped in and so real. And then I got a chance to work with him a couple of years ago in a movie called uh, Hot Pursuit, which oh. was a comedy. Uh, but I, I told him I remember him from. Uh, Zodiac. Yeah, he has that scene where they come to him, and he. he I mean, he. I, I feel like he's one of those actors that I always have noticed over the years, yeah. um, as, as just being so authentic and real. And this is his directorial. This debut. is John's directorial debut, uh, and John's even a guy that I've known for, I guess, going on fifteen, sixteen years now. I met him. We did a short film together. Stayed in touch over the years. So he came aboard, uh, originally wanted him to play a part, and then I knew that he wanted to direct for some time, and then the directing thing came to play, so we asked him. He said yes, thankfully. And uh, Ron Livingston? Ron Livingston came through John, was a friend of John. So I know Ron. He's married to a friend of mine. Okay, yeah. yeah. And what man? Yeah. That guy is... Good, good guy. She, yeah. I mean, that guy doesn't get any better than that guy. Yeah. Um, We've known Ed for a long time, Begley Jr., so Ed came aboard. Um, Harry, in turn, brought David Lynch aboard. Um, That's a great cast. Tom Skerritt came aboard. <laughs> Barry Shabaka Henley was another guy that I'd interviewed for those other characters. Oh, yeah. so, but John knows Barry as well. Beth Grant came aboard through John from working on Jackie. Yeah. and um, She's all over the place. She's yeah. everywhere. Crazy. Yeah. It's it's amazing. She's Yeah, she is. Um 
uh, my friend Hugo came from CalArts, you know, uh, just... Um, so it, it, the script, just so people hear this, I mean, that's not typical that you write a script for an actor like Harry Dean Stanton and, and that you actually get him. You know, a lot of times, even, yep. if, even if you have a connection to yep. him, I mean, he's not going to do something as a favor mm-hmm. if it's not good and going to show him in a good yeah. light. Yeah. You know, so that, again, a testament to what you wrote. Can you tell us a little bit about the story? Well, yeah, a little bit about it. Uh, what can I like to... Uh, our our uh, tagline is it's a spiritual journey of a 90 year old atheist yeah starring 90 year old Harry Dean Stanton 91 year old is he 91 91 yeah yeah I don't think I realized that yeah 91 he's He's a rock man he's uh he's a he kind of he's a dinosaur he's 91 91 yeah he'll outlive us all uh um that is yeah. crazy to me yeah. I did not know that he was yeah quite that old yeah. and then you, you, you get a at that time we were filming he was you know 89 just turned 90 and uh, it's amazing to see this guy's uh, energy I mean, yeah I mean he was definitely <laughs> exhausted at the end of the day but man yeah. what a trooper I mean and he's lived a hard life I mean he's like not he's not yeah. held back yeah, no, right? no, he just, no, not held back. Um, so it's this wonderful little story, um, not to give much away, but. Uh, um, yeah, whatever you feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, no. Don't, it, don't, it, it, it's, don't say uh, anything that if you think it's a spoiler. Spoiler alert, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah there are no spoilers. Yeah, no, don't, uh, I mean, well, if, yeah. You, if you had to, you, Paris, Texas was something that you. Yeah, what, it's what in are that. All references in that. And, and that kind of. It's in that vein of yeah, it's a drama, dr- dramedy, if you will. Um, it's, it's a heartwarming story, and it has a lot. To, Was it based at all on Harry himself? It's a lot or based inspired on, by. It's a lot based on Harry's philosophies and Harry's sort of ideology about life and yeah. religion and spirituality. And um, is that something you guys had been grappling with a lot? And it just found its way. You, you, and Logan personally. And, and, yeah, I mean, I guess we <laughs> we all are, you I know, mean, in, in yeah. existence. But uh, more so, it was. I, I guess it was it, certain things. Yeah, that we've thought of, but more so based on Harry. Just Harry. And then from there, it just the 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 actual story kind of blossomed from starting with him. So you That's kind right. of started with character. And then whatever plot came about, came about. It wasn't like... Yeah, it was, you know, Harry has a... Harry in his personal life has, you know, has has a, has a routine, has a sort of a, a daily routine and consists of a lot of game show watching, a lot of crossword puzzles, and then going out to either Ago's restaurant or Dantana's um, once or twice a week. So maybe. does it take place in L.A.? I, it looked like from the. It, it takes place like in, in a, a desert. In a, yeah, it takes place in a. A fictitious. In, in, yeah, any yeah, in a fictitious town somewhere. Okay. In this, you know. Was it in a city or was it in? It looked like the the cover looked like it was like more desert y. Did I? Yeah, we well we shot we we, we shot the film most of it in L A. Uh-huh. Up north, um, like in. Uh, uh, like Agua Dulce. Yeah, uh, uh, Sagas and. Uh, Santa Clarita and those yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, and then we went a couple days to Arizona to shoot some exteriors of him walking around. So that's what that's probably what I think looked, I saw. Yeah. yeah, it looked like uh, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but the, 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 there are a lot of saguaros um, referenced in the film. So very. I don't know if I know saguaro. I don't. So just the Sonoran Desert. Oh, Arizona okay. And, um, but uh, so, but it takes. It's supposed to take and take place in this sort of undescript sort of southwestern desert town. Got um, it. And what's the timeline of the the story? Is it like a just like a one week? It takes place in like within a week. Within a week, yeah, about a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, man. It's. I mean, it, it, it's. And been the response sick. has been incredible. The too, response right? has been more than incredible. It's. It's really. I just. You know, just wonderful. People could not be more wonderful and more. It's just beautiful, really. Yeah. Very touching. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been it, it's been 
such a fast, quick turnaround. I mean, you figure uh, from the day we started writing till today, this very day, I mean, it, we're just sneaking up on two years. Wow. You know. So did you, you guys, in that those three months, you kind of commented yeah. it, it out. And, yeah. And then once you got it out and you got him signed on, you got other people, yep. you went into production. I mean, how was the money raising? What, once went you, the, then went, went through that, went through the process of raising money. Um, private investors. Private investors, uh, you know. Uh, what was hey, the budget? I'm sure you can't say. Everybody always lies. I'm sure <laughs> they wouldn't much. want me to say. Yeah, don't, don't, don't say. It doesn't even matter. I, I laugh when I do independent I'll say very, very, very low. Cheap. Very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never let you say what it actually was. I always feel like I do. I've done some films that are yeah. so low budget that I, I yeah. want to be like, no, this is all we shot yeah. it for. And they always say, yeah. no, don't say yeah. that because yeah. then you can't. A lot, but just, I'll just say a lot of favors were called in. A yeah. lot of favors yeah. by a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was as, as John Lynch likes to call it, it was the, uh, it was the Rolodex production. You know, yeah. it was just like everybody... Yeah. Went through the Rolodex and like, who do you know? Let's you know what though? You get, when you do that, I think I find that you get um, everybody's there because they want to be there yeah. for the project, yeah. and I think that is a huge part of yeah. what makes something yeah. work. Is, is you know that people are passionate about it. And yeah, and then you get you know then you have a company like Magnolia Pictures who comes around and then they I mean, distribute the picture you know the, distribute the film. And so when did they come? They did they see it at a festival and then buy it? Uh, yeah, but basically we we had a premiere at uh, South by Southwest our our world premiere and then shortly thereafter that's where that was last year's. Uh, yeah. Well, no. This when was it? This year. When, this, when, when was it? when was South by Southwest? This year, right? At the end of last year, was I it? forgot when. I forgot. I honestly. can't remember if it's before or after. My apologies to yeah. South by Southwest. I um, and so at the end of last year, and, this beginning of this year, Magnolia I can't, Pictures. They picked it up shortly thereafter. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah. There we are, you know, watching the movie, and then Magnolia's logo comes up and I, yeah. I was you know growing up watching all these movies with the you know it's just yeah. it's surreal yeah uh, and, and they've been I, I was going no sorry no they've been just you know they've been wonderful they've been really champions in the movie really pushing it and I just I hope they're they push all it so because you know right now the film business is so tough because you have these huge tent poles and then yeah. uh, I mean I feel I've mentioned Wind River before yeah. I'm lucky to be a part of that that's I actually just saw something on IMDb Pro where it, it was, I think, $20 million it made. They, I think yeah. they made that for 10 That's That's rare to get a, a film that's, you know, a little more slow and in-depth to do well these days. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I hope um, for you guys and for the film business that it, it does. It, you know, having it be Magnolia is great and having all those great reviews is is great you hope you just get it and then it's word of mouth yeah and you know the the release uh, um the, the great thing we're having on the 24th is a, a thing called art house theater day if you've ever heard of that it's a second annual art house theater day. it's on the 24th it's uh it takes place um, so by the time this goes out that'll be <laughs> that means that happened five days ago yeah well, okay. <laughs> like back to the future here. but our house theater day go you know next next year or whatever go support it's fantastic it's a one-day event it's uh art house theaters all across the country screen uh i don't know how many movies but we're, we're lucky's a part a part oh, of it cool. so lucky will screen in about 33 cinemas art house films across the country for one day only right and then hopefully those people go out yeah and blast and it out that's right social media. that's right and then by the time it's the 29th which is today today yeah <laughs> yeah um it'll come out and, and where is it releasing is it just doing like a so the f- the first week the 29th it'll we're playing at the, the landmark on pico okay and we're playing in Love new york thing. Uh, we're playing at the the and quad. Angelica. Oh, which the one? quad. The quad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then um, oh, my my apologies to Magnolia. And then I believe at the um, at the uh, link at Lincoln's Lincoln, Lincoln Center. Center. Yeah. Okay. And then the following week it expands. That that I couldn't tell you because that I have to see the list, but yeah. it, it starts expanding. Okay. And then hopefully as it goes on, it expands even further and further. My so, mom just told me. Uh, 
I think two days ago, she said, oh, Wind River's playing. There's this place called uh, Jacob Burns Theater in, in Westchester County, New uh-huh. York, uh, where my parents are. And um, it, she goes, it's an art house theater, and she goes all the time and yeah. they program stuff. And she said, it's been there for five weeks now. And she's like, that never happens, which it's is great. which is great. I mean, it really doesn't. I feel like, you know, you go see a movie now, if it's not a Marvel movie, it's like right. it's in the theater one day and it's out like, the next week or yeah. four days later or, or and what i'm really thankful for uh, to magnolia for really their their faith in, in the film is also what you you see a lot of um you mentioned like it's in the theater one day and then it's in, on you know that the same day that the movie comes oh, out it's on yeah, itunes yeah you know? yeah and then you just They're, don't they won't do that you know yeah. so i'm glad that that's not happening at least it's gonna give it a chance to grow some legs and Hopefully, people go out and, and check out the film. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm I'm excited to see it. I, I uh, I'd like to get a group of people to go yeah. check it out. It sounds like it's right up my alley. Let me uh, before yeah. we go uh, the the collaboration co-writing. Yes, how was that? And do you guys have plans to do more together, or do you prefer writing on your own? Did, did, did you had you collaborated before with with Logan or anyone else? We had never worked together before. This is our first time collaborating. Um, but you knew each other for a while. We knew each other. Uh, we knew each other socially, really. I mean, through Dantana's mainly. Um, um, but we had never worked together in any sort of capacity. Uh, yeah, Logan and I talked about. Um, uh, writing uh, other other things, other projects. Um, he's working right now on another project with with a, a buddy of his, and um, I, I, you know, I, I'm just kind of where the wind takes me. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I feel uh, I get the question a lot. You know, what, what have you got next? We have to have something next. What do you have next? And I get. <laughs> I get a lot of anxiety yeah. thinking like, well, Jesus, you know, I, I don't I, mean to give you anxiety. No, no, no. But it's a good thing. It's a good, it's a good thing to think about because, you know, if you get some momentum, you want to have something, yeah. you want to, but I'm just the kind of person that I, I need, I need to take, I need to take some time. You know, I made yeah. a joke a few weeks ago. I'm like the Daniel Day Lewis of, you know, <laughs> writing, of writing, you know, yeah. I'm like, I need to go Next away for 10 gonna years. be in yeah. 2027. Yeah. But um, the character in 2009, yeah. Lucky in I have 2017. Some <laughs> Lucky, the franchise. Um, um, Starring I, Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Um, I have some ideas, you know, brewing a little bit of everything, you know, some film ideas, some documentary ideas. Um, I, then, you know, and then it's, it's back again. I think about, man, I'd like to do a play. Yeah. Write a uh, play. No, be in a play, you know, I think about that too, you know, as an actor and, um, I think about writing a play, you know, it just, you know, what, what, it, it, just so it's not forced, I don't know, yeah, you know, well, that, that's apparent in character is that you are, you're in it for the love of it and it doesn't, excuse me, bless you. Which which lends itself, thank you, to the the authenticity and the honest voice that you have. Character is, is the the only work that I've seen, so I can't speak about Lucky, but it yeah. sounds like people are responding to it. Yeah. Um, the, the what you have with character is just it's honest and it's authentic. And um, by the way, but before we go, spell. Spell it out the way character is. So if people hear this and they want to go, is it on Netflix? Or it's is not it on Amazon? Netflix. It's, it's on uh, iTunes, Hulu. Um, and how do you, if you spell look, Is it C-H-A-R dash? No, it's the, it's really, it's the def, and some, some reviewer said, I don't know what the, what's, why he's so pretentious about his uh, <laughs> definition. It's, it's just basically the definition of character. If you looked up character in the dictionary. No, that's what I thought. But yeah, wait, so just, it's, for so some it's, reason, so I put it in. Like I know. I, Googled it I, I know. I don't know why. So it's C H A R. So C H A R. You can I do A-C. dash or like those mid dots, what they're called mid dots. Yeah. But if you just typed in character in my first and last name, Drago Samanja, or just hell, my name, Sidney Pollock or yeah, Harry it'll, Stan, it'll, come up. it'll come up. So if you're if you are an actor or a filmmaker, I highly recommend it. 
Um, or if you're just curious about, you know, <laughs> actually, if you're married to an actor, uh, <laughs> and, you know, it'll help you deal with us. Um, because it, it, I really, I wanted to like screen it for my wife and kids to be like, this is my daddy is crazy. This is like, it's, it's like this obsession with the, the work that, that I feel like you captured with all of these guys that you interviewed, you, you kind of, um, you captured that. And, and so, um, anyway, if you, if anybody's interested in seeing it, that is called character, uh, and, and lucky is, in L.A. and New York tonight, September 29th, even though right now it's not September 29th, but as far as you know, today is September 29th. It'll be there tonight, uh, and we hope that it's going to be, well, we know it's going to be wider uh, the following week, and then we hope it's going to keep spreading and spreading, and then you're going to hear about these guys winning an Independent Spirit Award no. uh, in, the, in the winter. And the, the website is uh, LuckyTheFilm.com. So www.LuckyTheFilm.com. Okay, cool. You heard it here first. You heard him here first. Drago. So how, how do you say it the proper way? I was going to say Sumanja again. Shumanya. Drago Shumanya. See? <laughs> we begin and end the interview with that. Thank you, brother. Thank, Thank you, brother. You Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.